it's insanely cheap to drink in Washington State, especially like mm. when it's far out. Mm-hmm. We had like dollar beer nights and like two dollar margarita days or whatever. Yeah, it's wild. <clears throat> and we went there, and it was like I only made like three hundred dollars a month or something mm-hmm. working at the skate shop. And um, I just went from table to table and was just drinking drinks. Oh yeah. And then like sat down with these girls and then just like pounded their pitcher in front of them. <laughs> Cool. Then just left or whatever. <laughs> Lots of bad behavior. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. If you're enjoying Al Anonymous, the podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. If you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free pod, it would mean a whole lot if you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if that's too much for you, perhaps you can tell all your friends how much you love the pod. Thanks, guys, and enjoy this episode. makes people want to say the same thing at the same time, you know? Uh, we're on the same Like, I know what you're going to say, and then I just, I choose to say the same word for some reason, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's really cute when it happens, though. Jinx! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat and I, we just said mindful at the same exact time, off, off air. Yeah. You missed it. It was really cute. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do it again? No. Okay. It's not the same. Yeah, you're right. Like one, two, three. Mindful. Uh, hello, listeners. This is Al. You're listening to Al Anonymous. And I have a guest, as I usually do. And that guest is going to introduce himself now. Hi, I'm Patrick Everman. I don't know. Do I say like That's stuff about enough. myself? I mean, if you want to. No, it doesn't matter. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm just a person. Okay. Who's a, I don't want to, I'm a child of divorce. A child of divorce. Yeah. That That's my identity now. That <laughs> I identify as a child of divorce like mainly. Yeah. It's like my main identity. Yeah, I mean, my that sister and, and ballerina. It's a good combo. Yeah. And and big sister. Those are my th- my three. Big sister, ballerina, child of divorce. Nice. What are, what are yours? Uh, my supporter. Yeah. What do you identify as? A, a supportive person, a child of divorce, and I don't know, some sort of like, fuck, same thing as your plants in this room. Just like this. A being. Calming thing that exists and does its own thing and you just enjoy it being a, there. A plant. Like a plant. A human version of a plant. That's really nice. You are kind of like a human version of a plant. I guess so, yeah. Uh, I wish I could say the same for myself. I was recently told that my energy takes up a lot of space. A lot of the room? Yep. (laughs) And then, like, when I tell people that, they're like, yeah. That's a good thing. I don't know. No, it's not, because I don't make room for anyone else, and I have to share. Yeah. Well, anyway, two microphones on this podcast right now. Uh, divorce. Uh, what do you know about divorce? 
Um, I know the product of it, I guess. I don't know. How different do you think you would be if your parents did not get a divorce? Really? I would think I would be weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so on the other side of it that it feels like if I was normal or like we always think like, oh, it, if, what if I was normal? What if my parents didn't get a divorce? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird, right? Um, but yeah, I would think I would just be like, like I would have a really clean room and like, I would wear, like, I don't know. It just seems like... I feel like I would have um, nicer things, like, and better, like, taste oh, yeah. You'd have, like, things. a savings account. A You'd savings have, account. Like, yeah, yeah, like, for I sure. would have much nicer things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'd have, like, a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah, they would have, like, said goodbye at college. Yeah. And you would, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, would have, like, whole, gone to, like, a good school. Yeah. You'd eat dinner. <laughs> It's fucking weird. Oh, man, I haven't laughed like that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's weird how it touches, like, every aspect of your every life. Every single aspect. Like, I don't know. It's not like a big, like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, divorce is so yeah. bad, whatever. But I'm it like, really is. Those are things that you that we missed out on. Yeah, yeah. But you get so much, you know, you get twice as many Christmases. That's what I say, yeah. Two you houses. A, you get to travel around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have, like. And then you get to, like choose where to go for Thanksgiving and it's then you end up not seeing a parent for like two years in a row and mm-hmm. power play a little bit more with asking for stuff <laughs> oh yeah oh really good for the manipulation skills yeah you learn those really early really early it's just right in front of you it's, I know it's, it's so easy there. yeah it's so easy <laughs> uh, so thanks for that parents people with who still have their parents together I I like to think about them riding, like adults, them riding in the back seat with both of their parents in the front, and just is funny to me because oh, yeah. is that what that's what they do, right? If they're all in the car together. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so weird. <laughs> I just like I don't the know. family dog. <laughs> yeah, everything's still there. Like all yeah, of your like, stuff is still in yeah, one like one bedroom. Place. Yeah, yeah, like your your thing never changed, <laughs> just kept going. Yeah, like memories. It's growing up, like the your height is measured on the wall. But do you think because of that, like you're able to like adapt to change more and like pick up and leave and move on and I think, do different stuff? I think, yeah. It does make you more adaptable, being a child of divorce. And I feel like it's so traumatic that you don't realize that it's so traumatic because you're so young. Well, when you're uh, when we say child of divorce, we mean like young, like our parents got a divorce when we were young. Right. How, how old were you? I was young. I was like five, six. Okay. I was in second grade. So yeah, so that's like young. Seven. It's we- whenever someone tells me that their parents got divorced when they were like oh. post pubescent, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're like so okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's weird. Your life is ruined. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like okay, that must be strange. Yeah. Um but there there is a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like your parents changed the Netflix password and they don't want to give you the new one or something. Wow. Like yeah. you're just like, oh okay. Yeah. It's like this Get is your own. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh, my God. 
uh, it's funny to talk about it because it really does just like fuck up your whole life. Not not in a yeah. it, but just like not it changes it. A hundred percent. Like yeah. fully. Yeah. There's no way I would be who I am right now without absolutely all of. That I identify stuff. as a child of divorce. Um, so thanks, parents, for that. So, how's your mental health? It's pretty good. I don't know. It it got really crazy for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just to tie it in with sort of where oh, yeah. things. Yeah, I was gonna ask if your parents ever like made you go to therapy or like get checked out and stuff no my brother went he like so my mom was on her second marriage mm-hmm. that, that was my dad and my brother was from a different dad and when they got divorced my brother had like this whole meltdown because mm-hmm. he's like four years older than me so he's probably 12 13 mm-hmm. he's having panic attacks and stuff so he had to go to the therapist but i didn't go and then my sister she was like five so she didn't go and then much later in life like she had a bunch of issues with it yeah my brother was fine and then I think I I kind of just like internalized all that stuff uh-huh. and then like that just became like it's crazy when that comes up yeah because yeah. it does you yeah. can't suppress it forever which it sucks <laughs> yeah it's like I don't have any it's not like there's like this like like my sister tried to do the whole like uh what was that movie called with Lindsay Lohan and it's like Freaky Friday. No, the one where parents get divorced. Parent Trap. Oh, Parent Trap. Oh my God. Ew. Dude, my sister did the whole thing. She like put bleach in like my stepmom's like shampoo <laughs> oh, that's, and shit. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She was like trying to sabotage the whole thing mm-hmm. and like get my mom to get back together with my dad. Yeah. For, like a couple of years. And I'm then... pretty sure my dad's uh, long-term girlfriend still hates me because of shit like Stuff that that did. I did. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's you fine. guys should. I, Shake hands. Someday. Someday. Uh, she has a beach house that I'm not allowed to go to, so. That's childish. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know. But, like, so, but I have this podcast, so. She can't be on it. And she's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a thing about being a child of divorce is that you kind of have to, you become precocious and mature faster I think it makes you wiser you have to become wiser at a younger age because you this like thing that everyone has is like a a familial familial unit that it that's all kids know is like mom dad my house like the park my friends that and like home you know the idea of home and I think the major thing that is ripped away from a child of divorce is a concept of home, a home. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like being homeless or not homeless, but like you. Fractured a little bit. Yeah. You kind of just, I don't know. Like I remember the first year of like having to sleep at home my mom's house mm-hmm. my dad wasn't there and having like just weird you have some weird cringy like memories of just like yeah. you love your parents but they're not in the same house and then you like feel like shit and yeah. then like stuff is like kind of embarrassing about like your parent like all this stuff started coming up and um i don't know i think like 
when that started, you're talking about like maturity and stuff. It's like this huge shock. And then you either externalize it and then you like go to therapy and stuff Mm -hmm, or you just mm -hmm. completely swallow that. Yeah. And then it seeps into all these other places. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I became more mature and I learned how to deal with stuff on my own. But then I also don't deal with things and right. I just I'm like all right cool like drop that go on to this other thing and like is that wrong is that a bad thing it's Maybe. not the best That's, thing to yeah, do I it, guess you're right that was like I went to Basilica the other night I just like ignoring things until they go away oh you just yeah you walk away from it yeah, like, I, I love dealing with stuff like that yeah but it, <laughs> you keep thinking about it like I went to the bathroom Basilica mm-hmm flush the urinal and then just started overflowing and I was like I'm not <laughs> telling anyone I'm just gonna leave and that's exactly what it's like to be a child of divorce oh my god not properly take care of your problems you just walk away <laughs> that is a really good analogy yeah like, well <laughs> but there are some good aspects that yeah it makes you more relatable to other children of divorce I'm Glad that I'm the way I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad the, I'm the way I am too. I think it made me funnier. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it made me like so much funnier. <laughs> so your your symptoms of of divorce showed up later in life or seeped into your your life later. I didn't. I didn't take account for them until like this year. Yeah. No, year. I didn't realize how much it affected me until like yeah, like. This year. Yeah. I had no idea is the thing. Yeah. There's like this um, phenomenon in nature where like different animals will exhibit different features just to survive. You know, like a a non-poisonous snake will have like stripes that look just like a poisonous snake or uh, an orchid will have the shape of like a a bee so that Mm -hmm. it gets pollinated or whatever. And I think like self-deception in humans is like super strong. Um and it helps you get past a lot of things. And I think wow. getting getting into this like idea of like, oh, you know, you don't have to be with this person and you can just go and like my mom just goes, you know, she's on her fourth marriage and like she's doing her own thing. And like I understand and appreciate the idea of like personal freedom and like find what you like and enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, but that also means like don't put any work. I mean yeah this no is, totally i yeah i don't know what kind of work she put into it but it's like i just didn't see that and then i was like i don't have to work for shit i'm just gonna like go and do whatever and like right. try and do the most things yeah because there are parents who try to make it work for the kids stay together for the kids yeah you know there there are people who do that um and i guess yeah it's an uh thing you see at a young age is like just quitting you know yeah or internalizing it's like I think you know my sister tried to internalize it couldn't really deal with it she lashed out my brother just let it go you know just kind of emotionally I wish I had done that shed all of that stuff off god I wish I had done that that would have been awesome just like get it over with he's got his own stuff still yeah but but still that sounds nice yeah, and I just, like, couldn't keep it bottled up in mm-hmm. my own thing. I, I internalized it, and then I was, like, I tell the story. Sometimes I used to keep all these, like, old plastic keyboards from, like, the 90s computers. My mom's a teacher, mm-hmm. and so she would always have them um, at her school, and I would just take them home. And then I would get pissed 
at something usually like when I was skating and uh, I would just smash the entire thing against a tree for like five, 10 minutes until it was just keys everywhere. Um, just and like just rage you felt? Yeah, it was just like internalized and then just like feel some physical feedback. Mm-hmm. Like I have these. Like it felt like a cathartic. I hate that word, but physical feedback. Yeah, like I have like these spikes inside of me mm-hmm. that I can feel and then I can like smash this thing and get this like feeling in my body that matches this other thing and then I can like see that it's broken and just like let it go and then I'm like okay wow I'm done and that was helpful for you no that was just like one way of trying to get through it and then yeah then my stepdad like gave me this book on Buddhism and I got really into that and I was just like cool like wow that's nice tone everything down and try to like get rid of all your feelings like don't feel them don't have them oh yeah I like that too which is I love that approach it's good but it's like semi-problematic because then like I don't know what I feel and I can't express that to people. So then I just like went a lot of the rest of my life not telling people how I felt or like what I wanted or what that did to me. And then I would just, you know, leave, move on, find something else, you know, and just like that kind of perpetuated that sort of uh, stockless behavior, emotion, yeah. Like how you live your life. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's pretty heavy. And you just realized that recently? Yeah, yeah, I started going to therapy I, again recently. I got to get b- myself back into therapy because that's major. Yeah, but I, I like, that's that's as far as I've gone, you know? That's, like, I, that's good stuff. Yeah. Shit. I feel like I'm dealing, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Uh, I'm still sober. I'm going to be three years sober in November. The Same. year's almost over. Um... Have you ever tried to quit anything before? Yeah, multiple times. Not like the quitting marriage thing where it's an easy quit, but like. Oh, like not like running away, but like actually like putting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to equate it to whatever. Back to divorce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like I, I remember this is probably like 10, 11 years ago. I was like putting cigarettes out of my arm and being like, that's it. You know, I'm done. And then I would just, like, find roaches and then peel them out. Or I used to fucking pick up butts off the street and smoke them if I didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, more recently, like, you always have those days where you're like, oh, I'll never drink again, whatever, whatever. Uh Um, But, like, actually researching it, trying to do something, grabbing a book, whatever. Um, When COVID hit, I was already fizzling out into this, like weird state where I would want to get that feedback like we were talking about before um, Mm -hmm. through drinking and doing drugs Um, but it wasn't coming back the way that I wanted it to Mm -hmm. and you know I'm like ruining my body just like making problems for myself and not getting the thing that I'm looking for Um, you know and I had like turbulence and other things and every time you leave you know, a person or a friend group or something like there's this hole there, you know, just like that thing that was created in yeah. that divorce. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can keep going, but like there's that hole. pieces of the plane are starting to fall off, you know, just cause yeah. you're like trying to keep going. And, um, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I didn't really know what to do. So I started microdosing acid 
<clears throat> and then I ended up doing acid at the Grand Canyon. And I had like this big experience, whatever, like that's its own that thing. That sounds, was it awesome? It was like turbulent, yeah. Turbulent. I don't know. It's it's like. Did it change your life? Yeah, for sure. I think so. Um, that's cool. I wouldn't like say go do it, but. Um, but it, yeah, it was a life changing experience. Yeah, it, it sounds like the classic life-changing experience it's like a tap on the shoulder where you're just like okay like i can not just go yeah yeah acid at the grand canyon yeah just kind of um kept going kept going and got to this sort of bottleneck moment um doing acid and then afterwards still there's like these inklings i'm sure i don't know if if you relapsed or if you just had a clean break and then you were good um, oh no, I, I've tried to quit many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And, um, I think that just sort of like planted a little seed and then slowly but surely things, attempts at drinking worked out less and less. And then I was like, yeah, I, I don't know if I need this anymore. I don't know if this is like a useful tool in my life alcohol, or what its place is now. Yeah. Um, after this trip that you had. That started it. I think after that, it was like I kept trying to drink or trying to create that experience that I've had multiple times drinking and right, right, going right. out and doing whatever. And it just wasn't clicking. And I was just like, yeah, it goes away. Yeah. That, that actually is a really good way to describe alcoholism. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, not to label or identify or call out, but. Yeah, it's kind of chasing the dragon kind of thing. But you want to get to the like how you how you used to feel, you know? Yeah, and there's a level of feeling that you want to have, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just And like you actually feel it like it's a physical feeling of being drunk, you know? Or gone. Or yeah. gone or just like blacked out, checked yeah. out. Straight up gone. Yeah. yeah. Like you if if you can assess your drunkenness, you know that you're not drunk enough and then you just keep going until you can't anymore. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm in this weird middle space. Yep. And I'm just going to keep going until I, who knows? mm -hmm. It's like a a dream at that point. Yeah. Oh, this weird stuff happened and I'm (laughs) semi responsible for it, but I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, write it down and Mm -hmm. save it somewhere and then keep going. It's really, uh, yeah, avoidant, this uh, running away stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just break. Just, yeah, know, just like go. I'm not. I'm Cut not going to deal with this. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are some other ways to deal with problems in your life? So, I mean, I've been trying to work on this. I, I'm not good at like sitting with emotions. I don't think I like to have emotions. I hate having emotions. I just went back on SSRIs because I experienced emotions for the first time in a very long time, and it sucked. Yeah, yeah. It makes you want to go somewhere or get out. It or... sucked so bad. I went upstate. It was so bad. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Keep going. So a way to pro- problem solve is have emotions. Uh, n- <laughs> to, I, I think like alcohol is a tool and it doesn't work very well. It's still avoidant, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a lot of other tools. So I've like been just trying to find other things. Mm-hmm that I can use in different situations. Um, what do I have? Uh, I usually like to, I don't like the term, but like to sort of like push 
or walk into like the thing I'm trying to avoid. So mm. like if someone's like trying to have a fight, like just ease into it, inquire and like wow. listen and not really say anything, but just sort of Socratically like work through the problem uh-huh. um, and see if things sort of expose themselves as like worth adopting or just being like, yeah, this, this is wrong. And I think we can both see it now. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But I, I don't have a lot, like I know that when things are bad, I don't really care about like indulging in these bad tools that I have. Mm-hmm. But when things are really good, I'm like, Hey, like, uh-huh. Let's just add a little bit more, yeah, and it'll it. be a perfect day. You yeah, know? just like the song. Alcohol really is a great tool to amplify anything and make it something else completely. Yeah, but now it's weird because it's like I don't, I don't want to go to that level that I used to like consistently try to like uh-huh. hit. Yeah, achieve. And so then I'm like, oh, I'm drinking and I'm just sitting here and I'm not getting that feeling. So mm-hmm. then I'm just. What am I doing? Like I could have, yeah. I could just be point? sober what, right now and exactly. like be able to do something else. Yeah, um, just kind of wasting my time. Yeah, that's how I feel about people who only have a beer. I'm just like, what are you doing? It's weird. It's hard. Like, it's what like are you I, doing? Tr- I'm just trying to hold on to something. Yeah, you know, it's like there's something I don't want to let go of. Um, <sighs> yeah, I guess that's another like child of divorce thing. It's like you can only you can have two beers and be done. That's your parents are still together. That's so weird. Yeah. It's probably like, uh, they're probably linked somehow. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I think that's a good point to bring up where it's like, we haven't dealt with depravity, if that's a word. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we had this thing, we lost stuff and then found a way to sort of like fill that. And, now we're like, oh, I don't want to use that to fill this thing, but I hate this feeling of depravity. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just have like two beers and wonder why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know. Because um, it's two beers is, what's the point? It's exactly what I did yesterday. And I'm yeah. like, it feels like I went camping. Like I have like <laughs> just just the right amount of bad sleep where I'm like, yeah, I could have just woken up and done everything I wanted to do and not had to deal with like this weird feeling yeah this film hangover film over my uh ability to wow the feeling of having just gone camping is it's real you're good with the with the analogies and the metaphors have you been consciously working on the drinking things i know you said yesterday you had two beers in the camping and yeah this is like that thing i was talking about with quitting smoking it's like i got this other book uh-huh. That's like semi hypnotic. Yeah. And you read it and you're like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. It works for my other Good. skateboarder friends. Yeah, yeah. And I I I think I was sober for like a month, month and a half or something like that. And then it was like, oh, it's New Year's and then it's the birthday mm-hmm. thing and then it's Valentine's yeah. Day and then it's this other thing. Yeah. It just kind of snowballs. Um so I'm definitely uh I can count the amount of times I've blacked out this year on my hand. That's good. That's really good. The, yeah. We're more than halfway done. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I remember when I was, when we were, when we drink together, it'd just be a blackout. Like yeah. almost Once a every, week. Yeah. Twice every, a week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Pat and I were drinking buddies, I guess. We're yeah. St- we're still buddies. 
Yeah, still friends, but we yeah. don't drink now, which is good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to get there. I just haven't. I'm still having a hard time building an identity or integrating my identity with that part of a lifestyle. Um, Wait, you mean uh, with... With not drinking. With not drinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's like... Well, I, that's, uh, I feel like identifying as anything is is like silly. Oh, yeah. But, and But I mean, it does. it's helpful in how you want to live your life, you know? Like, I identify as sober, so I am going to the coffee shop instead of the bar, you know? Uh, or I'm going to go home early. And, I mean, it does make your life a little better. For sure. So you're struggling with the identity that goes with not drinking. No, not really. It's It's like I'm struggling trying to accept my identity as not having this tool and yeah. this tool oh you're facing yourself sure yeah this this tool not you know mm-hmm. augmenting and enhancing certain parts of yeah. myself that can only come out through yes through this medium yep. and i can like mm-hmm. only express myself or talk to these people or whatever i've gotten a lot more comfortable with um yeah um, that part being, that part is i forgot about that part it's really hard it's just it's it's weird, you know. It's it's um I don't think it's hard saying like, "Oh, I don't drink or I'm not going to drink tonight or you know, uh-huh. I'll just have a lemonade with dinner or whatever." But um, it's the being like with yourself and learning how to interact with other people. Yeah, or just if you are drunk. That and just like I can if I feel weird or if I have a bad day or if I don't like who I am, I can just say, "Cool." grab some drinks uh-huh. and I will yeah, instantly out. feel that's, better that's yeah. that for the day and, and then I like myself again or whatever yeah, yeah. and that, that's it's a new thing. day tomorrow's a new day it's still a mantra that I repeat when I decide that the day has been a bust yeah yeah and I, th- I think that's just the hard thing it's like just like the the running away or yeah cut and instead run type of like of trying to fix it or problem solve yeah, or just sit with it. Just be like, okay, with it. this is mm-hmm. an emotion and I can have this and it's not <sighs> yeah. the end of the world. I just feel bad right now. And I can tell people that. I can't just like keep it inside and... Are know, you allowed to, to tell people nothing. that? That you feel... You can just say, I am experiencing this feeling. That's <laughs> that's completely fine. Yeah, okay. Like I, I'm angry. Not like, I'm mad at you. You did something wrong, I am, whatever. Oh, say, hey, this yeah. is good therapy stuff. I'm feeling angry. Good tips. Yeah, I just, I have... I'm feeling angry instead of, I'm mad at you. Yeah, it's just like there's these dominoes stacked up and like, I just don't want to be yeah. set off. You know? that right. Kind of, that kind of thing. Right. How long have you been back in therapy for? I, I want to say it's like my sixth week. That's, something like that. That's really cool. I need to find a new one. Yeah. Uh, my my therapist, she was just like drilling into me the fact that I needed to go to CODA meetings for my codependency. Hmm. And that's all she could talk about. She wouldn't even like discuss like my parents' divorce. I don't even know. She's hmm. just like, have you gone to a CODA meeting? And I hadn't seen her all of pandemic. And she would always call my podcast my blog. 
Hmm. She like didn't know what it was. Weird. What? So I'd never ask anybody this question. This might be boring, but what is your typical therapy session like? Like my guys just like, what's going on? And then I, I yeah, talk about yeah, that. that's what it usually that's what it usually was when I had a, my therapist that I loved that I guess turned into a toxic relationship. Uh, I would just go in and I'd, yeah, I'd just go off. This is what's going on. And I thought it was so cool because she would, my therapist would remember like everyone's names and all these characters in my life. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this must be really entertaining for you. Uh, And then like, I think she got too invested in my life because yeah, things got weird. Yeah. When you become friends, it's kind of. Things got, she was more like my, my mother. We, Mm. by the end of our, our, relationship i was like crying on her shoulder and we were like getting into fights like mother and daughter like teen mom and or a teen and her mom like the kind of fights i never had with my mom because i i didn't live with my mom uh because of the divorce oh yeah that's like another thing with the divorce which one the you you choose which or you don't choose but you live with one yeah and then the other becomes sort of yeah alien how did that go with your mom because mine was my dad so well my brothers lived with my mom and i lived with my dad and how did that go well one of my brothers is dead and the other is in jail and i have a podcast so i guess we're all here we are yeah and it's weird and there was always like i don't want to talk about that right now i don't know but just the fact that like your parents get divorced and then it's like the start of a video game where you choose one and then right. that's the yeah, course that's of your the life of your life yeah yeah but i guess honestly what is the alternative if your parents like can't live together yeah you know yeah. i mean you, you gotta you go to one school so yeah. if they live really close you could do that but uh-huh my parents were like 30 minutes away from each other so uh-huh it was i ended up, i had to my trip to high school was very long long drive so with drinking the only five blackouts is an accomplishment for real. Yeah. Like, I know that is. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's been, um, it hasn't been, like, extremely difficult, but it is work. Yeah. In a lot of ways. For sure. Um, and it's not work that people can see or. Yeah. It's not pain that other people can feel. Uh-huh. It, you know, it's not like not drinking is pain, but. um there's just a lot a lot of pain uh like presents itself there's a lot that i put on pause through drinking yeah and Mm -hmm. it's like i've got to catch up with all that stuff yeah and yep i haven't even been able to like say it out loud or put it in words which is like what therapy helps with Mm -hmm. and like can be so unsettling it's like when you actually say the thing you just break down and you're like oh my god this is fucked up yeah, um, I haven't had a session like that in so long. I love those. A breakthrough. Dude, those are like every single one. Oh, they're Not so even, good. Just even saying how I feel like mm-hmm. can make me just start to feel. Yeah, wait, too that's much. so. It feel the crying. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> crying. The crying. <laughs> yeah, it feels. I need to get myself back into therapy. I love that. And then and you're like sobbing, and then it's like, oh. Time to go. 40 minutes are up. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Take the elevator ride back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make a little tweet about it and mm-hmm. then 
Back to it. <laughs> Therapy is so crazy. Yeah. It's like addictive. Yeah, it creates a little tension inside too. It's it's kind of weird the after session stuff. Um just figuring out. I love know. the after session stuff actually. What do you do? I used to I used to have a whole like post therapy day basically. I would I also, I would get acupuncture. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and I would go shopping at Brandy Melville. Mm-hmm. And I'd sometimes see a movie by myself. Yeah, it sounds perfect. Yeah, every week. That was like my, my thing. It was when movie pass was a thing. Oh, yeah. I still have that somewhere I think in a I drawer. I think I do, too. I, I quite miss movie pass. Yeah, RIP. That was actually really the only time in my life I was caught up with like everything like yeah what I like knew what everyone's talking about the only time Hmm. (laughs) how does everyone see everything consume all of that how does everyone know what they're taught like everyone is talking about it's so insane to me like how do they have time to watch all of this stuff no idea and read these books and like know about these restaurants like where mm-hmm. do you how do you and then every news event and <laughs> yeah how do you social event new york city <laughs> yeah. thing right it's too much I, it is... i'm like contented just to not know anything it's yeah part you're of my identity sequestered in carol gardens yeah. sorry is that uh should be, i no, you can say out. I live in Carroll Gardens. Okay. Come find well, me. Well, that's how I feel in Greenpoint, where it's like, I live in Greenpoint, so I don't need to know about that. Actually, maybe that's like avoidant behavior. That you don't go to Carroll Gardens because you live in Greenpoint? No, no, just like um, not knowing about stuff. Oh, yeah. I like think it's... social events, restaurants, etc. I think it's a sign of maturity, just to be like... And maturity. You know, I don't but, need to keep up. And people love to talk about shit that they know, so they can just tell me. I really do. Honestly, keeping up with the news is basically like keeping up with a sports game. Mm-hmm. It's like ex- the exact same energy, and yeah. it comes across the same way. It's it's a layer above the weather in like water cooler yeah, talk. It really it really is. And you're just like, oh, you see this thing? The and news. Like, yeah. I'm going to talk about the news. Yeah. It's a layer of helplessness that you can just discuss just yeah. like the weather well, what about this thing that just happened that everyone knows about that we all you know it's have a thing. an opinion about yeah let's talk about that <laughs> um <laughs> has anything cool happened in the news recently i'm trying to a good question is like what is the last thing that happened in the news that i remember yeah. oh man or that know? is a good question um, people got beat up at washington square park or something because they were having a party oh that, or uh, i remember hearing about that wait um, the last thing i remember about the that i heard from the news president fell down the stairs that was a while ago <laughs> but i remember that too <laughs> i remember far I, I remember seeing a lot of uh, forest fires Oh, yeah. I remember that from the news. That's like the weather, though. That is true. It's almost the weather. True, you're right. Damn it. I think the weather is more fascinating to talk about than the news. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel it. Yeah. It, it touches you. <laughs> yeah. The news doesn't do anything. 
uh, oh, the Olympic. Well, that's sports. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the Olympics is so stupid. I haven't seen a single second <laughs> of the Olympics. I they had a skateboarding thing. Yeah, I watched. Like- I watched some of it when I was upstate. When I was like. Uh, off my SSRIs and trying to detox from Kratom. And it was all that and like David Attenborough was all I had. It was nice. It was nice to have like a constant feeling of comfort. Did your parents have cable? Oh, yeah. Post-divorce? Oh, yeah. I had a TV in my room. I watched so much television. Nice. So much TV. And now I I hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate TV. There's something comforting that reminds me of like childhood when i watch cable mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah this is like tv is always on the weekends at dad's house where we didn't want to hang out with my dad and yep. we just watched watch TV. tv yep put on like liar liar like there were so many 90s movies I about divorce liar. do you remember all the divorce movies that i came remember out? liar liar <laughs> i didn't know that was about divorce oh yeah yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like leaving him to be with that other guy oh yeah he's like trying to get his family back oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah, because Mrs. he's like... Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Parent Trap. Um, what else? I swear there's like a million of them. There's always like some kid and then their parents <laughs> get split up. That's like the 90s, like as a kid's movie. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, wow, it is. They don't really make movies like that anymore, huh? Uh-uh. At all. <laughs> I think they figured out what happened. <laughs> Saw our generation grow up. <laughs> yeah there 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 was a lot of those but yeah the weird creature comforts of uh childhood divorce life well the thing with divorce also is uh the money is split in half so Mm -hmm. you don't have as much money as a kid it doesn't grow the same way either i mean i I think that's like a, a a huge one I think one thing we missed out on is, like, your parents don't even talk about money. Like, they don't even tell you oh. anything. Like, I never got any advice oh, or anything. Oh, nothing. Whatever. Like, Wait, is that were, a thing that people get from their parents? If they were parents? together, yeah, they would probably be like, oh, this parents is Parents give you... financial, like, advice? I'm and, like, sure they would set bank? you up. In my vision of what if my parents were together, right. they would have like, educated me. This is what you do. Me. Here is your savings account. and Yeah, I think, I think yeah. like, for... Here's your college fund like projecting a little bit but like i i am guessing that through the divorce there are things that they don't want to talk about or that are uncomfortable to talk about Mm -hmm. and some of the parts of like normal everyday life can't be there's like this other event you know that's happening and you have to focus on that and you can't just be like oh yeah like I can now talk to you about this or teach you this thing or whatever. Right, right. Because you have to confront the the first thing, which is uncomfortable to talk about before you can get to. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. We missed out on stuff some of that stuff. We missed out on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I never learned anything about money. My mom, I think my mom, I was with my mom like bra shopping i think when i was like 19 or 20 for like my first bra at macy's and she had convinced me to open a credit card and i was like okay and that was uh for the for for the rewards yeah Mm -hmm. and that was like a 60 dollar bra and that that like fucked me up for life because i just like let it go Mm -hmm. you know you can all you have to do is ignore the calls anyway yeah there's um a thread 
on memetides.com. Shout out memetides.com. Called uh, Surface Repressed Memories. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. One of the ones that came up when you're discussing that is this memory of my mom in the living room standing over like nine cut up credit cards just like holding her head and i was oh like my god hey, mom are you okay Pat. she's like Pat. it's done we're over Pat, oh my god are you serious yeah and that just like, came up just now you yeah i mean it? i thought about it but it's like but yeah that's a dark vision the older i get the more i'm like why did my brain choose to keep that one like why did it keep this thing mm-hmm. what is why am i why do i still have this memory you know i could like lose it and remember something else or whatever yeah are we supposed to learn from our memories <clears throat> i think there's some form of selection either it's like or tied we to, like see a theme or a pattern tied to an emotional response or some yeah. surprise or <laughs> surprise. whatever i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty shocking to see <laughs> yeah but yeah my mom's like she's not paycheck to paycheck now but she's like always just been like yeah live life spend it Oh, yeah. Do whatever. My mother, too. I, yeah. And my dad's complete opposite. He's like, won't give me, like, I, I used to not be able to get, like, sodas at dinner, mm. that thing, or, mm-hmm. like, no extra anything. Oh, oh no my. No help. When you're in college, and you're like, hey, like, can I, right. can you help me with this thing or get me groceries? I don't have any money. He's like, no. My dad was, he overcompensated with, with the with that i think because mm. it was the only way he knew how mm-hmm. or i mean it was the easiest way not the only way he knew how i love my dad he is emotionally supportive and the best i love you padre if you're listening he's definitely not listening to this episode mm. um yeah it really does affect you for life do you want to walk through just like a quick breakdown of who you would be if your parents were still together, holy shit! Tell me where you are, what's going on. Holy shit! What do you do? Oh my god! Well, I would be at my first dance school. I'd probably, I would have gone on to be a dancer. I pr- probably would have gone to like ABT or something, and then I probably would have gone to NYU because I would be in New Jersey, and like that would be the school that I could get into. Or maybe I could get into a better school in New York City. My parents, we would still be living on the Jersey Shore. I'd only have one brother, but he probably wouldn't be in jail. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of, like, we both lived in the city, what that would look like. And we can, like, you know, have lunches together. And then, like, let's go visit mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Or they drive down. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys listen to music together. And- yeah. And you have, like, inside jokes, like, oh, mom's doing her, like, crazy mm-hmm. thing again. Family conga line. <laughs> yeah. The whole oh thing. Dude, I've seen that. That's so disgusting. I've seen that like, on an adult's that. Instagram where they like hang out with their parents. Like, That's so gross. They're always like in the kitchen. They're all, you know? Oh, yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. Imagine having a kitchen that looked like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is that is a huge thing we missed out on. Mm-hmm. A kitchen that looks like that. <laughs> it's crazy whenever I like walk in, I'm like, okay, you have a kitchen that looks like that. Yeah, big yeah. enough for a family conga line. Yeah. It's like an island. An island, yeah. Yep. And then you go around it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Never had anything like that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, what would my life look like? 
I don't know. I probably would have honed in on my writing a lot earlier. My they my parents probably would have like pushed for me to be a, a better person because like that's I feel like that's their job, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Or I'm I'm they putting a lot more. of that's a lot of responsibility. It is we're adults now, and you know what happened to us in the past is the past, and it's not all our parents' fault, but it kind of is. But what wouldn't you have? What would in, in that I have? future? Yeah, like what? Well, I wouldn't have. Um, my deceased little brother. And I often go back and forth, like, would it have been better if he was just like never born and I didn't know him for 23 years? Or is it like better to, well, that one, that's like, that one's specific to me. Let me think of uh, one that doesn't involve dead brother. I wouldn't know about upstate New York. I wouldn't have a knowledge of the Hudson Valley. So that's a nice thing. Personality traits. There's oh, parts okay. of yourself that definitely right. are a byproduct of The this. funny. The funny. <laughs> <laughs> and pushing things aside to not deal with them. As I feel like that can be seen as chill. But it, I mean, no, I'm not chill at all. It's really hard to imagine myself as a person who has their parents still together. Yeah. Imagine not you, but I, you. It, I w- yeah. yeah. It's so it bizarre. Wouldn't be you. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't but, be me. Yeah. It, it seems like a, a bo- like a boring version of me. 1, that's what I'm, that's what I'm picturing. Just like, Oh yeah. A really boring me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I would be as funny or cool. Yeah. My style probably wouldn't be as good. I, Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, I see where you are going now. Yeah, it's it's vastly negative, but it's like a very sedated. <laughs> yeah. I imagine this sort of like like uh, all the things that I really like about myself, I feel like I have because of my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is like a little more of a taste of reality. Like there's yeah. some some Stepford levity to like your parents staying together and you just having. We imagine like, oh, you have no problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you do, and then you deal they with them. They probably have whatever. like fa- family insurance, health insurance too. That's yeah, probably a thing they have. It's like this weird middle level of trauma where like no one died, mm-hmm. you know. But like after that, if your pet dies or if something else happens, you kind of have this background of like, okay, I've dealt with right. this very big life changing thing, mm-hmm. so I can work through it or whatever. Yeah. So I think I would have like more. Like that anger problem that I had as a kid, uh-huh. I definitely I don't know where that would have but been how that would put. have manifested. Yeah, like in my life, I one thousand percent would be like just weird, normy version of me in some sense. I don't think I would have left that comfort zone. I think um, right, yeah, having, having your parents be together and just be like, oh yeah, like I'm just here and I'll yeah, go. they don't have to leave that comfort zone. Yeah, they like, like have it for life. Like going to San Francisco would be like a big deal, and I would talk to my family about it. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, bring that up as a, like a life event. Um, and I guess do you like inherit the family house or something? There's a lot of inheritances that go on when yeah. you have parents who are still together. I yeah. think. Yeah, it all gets like split up. Yeah. At that time, rather than in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Good one. Nice. But yeah, I I'm. It's vastly negative. You're right. But 
my favorite qualities about myself I have are a result of experiencing trauma early and not realizing it until way, way, way later in life. Honestly, I wish I, I, I still didn't know about it. You know, I would, yeah, I wish I was like your brother and got it over with the feelings, but you know, here we are. I have a podcast. This is a weird episode. That's a lot of me working through things. I think it's cool to work through it now because, like, you're more of you have a more mature brain, right? In some sense, yes. And um, yes. like, I'm able to see more layers to it than just like, oh, I had this big burst or uh-huh. this bad six months as a kid, and yeah. then I moved on or whatever. It's uh-huh. like I'm looking at the totality of my life and being like, wow, you know, like, yeah, this is why I'm like this. Mm-hmm. And you still get that choice you know as a kid you just you just keep going right you, know? you have a but, you have a choice yeah i guess um there are better ways to solve problems or like faster but as long as you're like confronting them and solving them heal, healing from it it is trauma right like divorce is it has to be for sure i yeah i i never recognized it as such I just thought it was just like you know not like life lifestyle yeah yeah that's like I don't want to equate it with like hoarding but it's like I had friends growing up and their houses were like hoarder cleaned like twice uh, a year oh you know yeah like full of garbage dude and like yeah milk on the carpet <laughs> and like just weird stains everywhere and we would just be like all right cool like just go in grab some freeze pops and then go build a jump in the backyard or whatever you don't really think about it uh-huh. and it's like that's that's a form of living through some trauma hoarding. in some way and the hoarding is is a weird thing it's crazy it's nuts it's so weird how i think growing up in certain areas and just having certain experiences and then normalizing them just being like yeah this is right this is what happens like there's this one kid in school and he skins cats or there's this other kid who's like a little too into the military stuff and he's gonna like (laughs) there are kids like making bombs and bringing them to school and shit yeah there i there are a few of those in my class yeah like yeah (laughs) yeah it's actually kind of not dude it's crazy (laughs) yeah like someone's no, our principal stabbed himself in the bathroom and blamed a student. Whoa. I know. Gnarly. <laughs> it's like so insane. That's so sick. Yeah, it's like a movie. I know. It's mad funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was just like a normal thing. Or like someone brought like a dead fox in and like hung it up. You know, that was like a normal thing that would happen. Do you think a part of you craves that like weird adversity because... We had this trauma at a young age? Wow, that is a really good question. Like, do I lean into it? Probably. I think so. Like a chip on my shoulder. Like, I think definitely has a lot to do with that. Every solo trip I take is like the most fucked up trip <laughs> ever. And only I get <laughs> to experience a it. history of having so fucked up solo trips. Yeah. It's like, I like went to Paris and like broke my phone and then just like, Broke everything in that fucking Airbnb, left all that shattered glass everywhere, and then just wandered around the streets for 
two or three days half-assed trying to fix my phone and then just having panic attacks at every French restaurant that I went to and writing down tweets on this like receipt of paper and just like trying not to lose my shit. And that was France. And then I went to New Mexico and I drove to my brother's wedding in California. And that was like the same thing. I stayed at like a $20 hotel in Las Vegas, no sheets, no pillow. It was like a couch pillow. And like, Nothing on the TV. It's what you liked. You didn't have to do that. I didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. Some part of me enjoys that Mm -hmm. story part of things where it's like you have these experiences and you can share them with people and they're fucked up. Like funny struggle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I've definitely... Like when something bad happens to me, I'm like, oh, this is going to be funny. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping this one. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm like... um, Yeah, no, I definitely take that that road more often than I have to for the laughs but yeah I lean into that sort of depravity I think because it happened so early it's just like your eyes find it more easily right right I started uh, smoking at a young age how old were you 15 Okay. That's, that's normal, actually. Same age, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's like when you should start smoking. Yeah, 13 is like a little too young. <laughs> a little too 12, young. you're like, oh, this is yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, 15 is like whenever and should start smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get your permit. Mm-hmm. You, you have like, a car, you smoke out the window, mm-hmm. you smoke. Yeah, grandpa, 15. Grandpa gives you a couple cigarettes, says, yeah. don't tell your dad. Yeah. The rest is history. Smoking is so cool. I hate smoking. I, yeah, I like it a lot, but uh, we don't have to talk about it if it triggers you. No, no. I'm proud I, of you with the uh, drinking. Yeah. Plus, the abstinence. That's one that I can gain a lot more from. Yeah, um, because you're more present with yourself. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's scary. I think just like coming to that point where you realize like alcohol is the harder one. Nicotine's super easy. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm 1000% addicted to this. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm like smoking cigarettes that I got out of the garbage can mm-hmm. of my house mm-hmm. or a fucking sand pit in the yeah. outside the grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, dude, like I know that like this isn't me enjoying a donut, you know, like I'm not like eating food out of the garbage right you know it's a cigarette but i'm doing the same thing basically but yeah it's, it's out of because the i'm addicted i've never gone that far yeah but um with my drinking i've done alarming things oh yeah drink your friends drinks yeah steal stuff or just like yes <laughs> i don't i i could have stolen stuff i'm not sure but the drinking in private like sort of stuff yeah that was like a scary behavior when you, I felt like I had to, like, keep it a secret, that's when I was like, yikes. Yeah. You know? Or, like, I only had three vodka sodas. Mm-hmm. Like, not true. You know? Oh, yeah, lying to your friends lying. about how much you drink. Yeah, lying. The lying is a big part of having an addiction. Yeah, that one's tough. I had, like, my own bad stuff. I, one time... It's insanely cheap to drink in Washington State, especially like mm. when it's far out. Mm-hmm. We had like dollar beer nights and like Damn. two dollar margarita days or whatever. Yeah, that's wild. <clears throat> and we went there, and it was like I only made like three hundred dollars a month or something mm-hmm. working at the skate shop. And um, 
I just went from table to table and was just drinking drinks. Oh, yeah. And then, like, sat down with these girls and then just, like, pounded their pitcher in front of them. (laughs) Cool. Then just left or whatever. (laughs) Lots of bad behavior. Oh, yeah, no, I would definitely drink other people's drinks at bars. Did not think twice about it. Mm -mm. It's like, oh, there's still alcohol in there and I'm going to drink it. Yeah. You left it. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't know. With alcohol, there's equally many like signs like hey this is bad or this isn't like just a thing it's more than that um but with nicotine i was more easily able to like see it face it and just be like i can see this i don't want to do this i'm going to try this thing and then it worked i like read this book Mm -hmm. um and i was good for like eight months and then like i was explaining like when i feel really good Mm-hmm. I want to just like yeah add a little more yeah um and that's when things start to snowball into like oh I'll buy a pack and then I might as well have a drink yeah and like drinks make cigs not taste like shit yeah, and drinks make cigarettes taste yeah that it was easy for me to quit cigarettes because I mostly drank or I mostly smoked when I was drinking mm-hmm. but yeah it's hard to stop at just a celebratory drink yeah it's pointless yeah it's, it is pointless that's what we were talking about it's I, like, that yeah that's the the person whose parents never split up that amount of drinking that's exactly what that is yeah married parents behavior yeah <laughs> well pat is there anything else should, that you want to cover i don't know i feel like there's more there's a lot more fuck i don't know <laughs> um i usually end my therapy session with like a a takeaway mantra. Oh, okay. So how how are we going to end this? What, um, what did we learn? My question for myself is, do I crave shitty times because of this initial trauma that I had in my life? And then I guess my mantra is, um, trauma makes you funny. <laughs> That's a thing your therapist makes you do? No, I do it. He like oh. he's just like bye, and I'm like, can we do like can <laughs> I exercise. get something out Wait, of this? So a question for myself: Why, why do I not deal with my problems head on? I guess, yeah, and that's why I don't like conf- I don't like confrontation at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because like my parents like I never saw them fight ever. Yeah, it was just like done. You know, they never spoke again. And I feel like that is how I learned to deal with other people and problems, not effectively communicate. And my mantra, uh, I have a podcast now, and that is a direct result of my parents' divorce. So I have a podcast now. All right, listeners, it's been real. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming.
And finally, if you are technologically impaired, maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.